What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Hey, What You Watching, the weekly podcast where Marcelo Pico and I discuss the films we've been watching. This is episode 66, Podcast of the Furious, and I'm your host, Matt Curione, and with me as usual is... Hey, it's your co-host, Marcelo Pico. How you doing, Matt? I am fine. Why do you drink such ridiculous garbage? What do you mean? The unicorn Starbucks <laughs> drink. <laughs> because I am a garbage human, and I've said this on the show before, but I mean, other people, you know, they say, you know, my body is a temple, mine is a dumpster... <laughs> That I will pour sugar into until I turn into Wilford Brimley, just to, basically. Just to catch everybody up, uh, if you're a new listener, uh, first off, I apologize. Second off, yes, <laughs> Matt, <You dick. laughs> Matt eats and drinks like there's no tomorrow. So, uh, I mean, you, well, what was the thing you ate at Taco Bell? One of the things you ate that we discussed here way too much. Was it the the, the steakhouse burrito, some bullshit like Something that? like that, or... It was not. It was not very good. The bacon was soggy. I did not care for it. <laughs> anyway, we, 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 we've had a running joke about the trash. I can even tell you what I what I made for dinner tonight. I mean, come on, I made Sonic the Hedgehog's favorite meal. Uh, wait, let me guess. Chili, chili cheese chili dogs. Cheese dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was delicious. I got some chili, some hot dogs, some shredded cheddar. Oh. Oh, it was fun. Yeah, those are good. It's good, but they're not good for you. <laughs> they're not good for you, but they're good. Oh no, they're terrible. No, for no, you, no, no, but no, I, no. But I mean, they they were delicious. I mean, and I think that's all that matters in the end. Going back to that unicorn drink, uh, it, it, it's just pure. It's like that episode of The Simpsons it's, when it's <laughs> where they go and get like the 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 pure slushy. What, what was it? And they go on the the the, the night long, the twenty four hour like squishy binge. It's like nothing but pure sugar, right? Oh yeah, it's crazy. It's it's, it's crazy how much sugar is in this thing. Um, honestly, not as much as other like drinks on the market that like Starbucks sells. Like if their caramel. Uh, frap has more sugar in it than this unicorn bullshit. Oh, I don't know. I shouldn't say anything. Uh, but I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, this thing, uh, it's got like a mango flavor, and it's surprisingly good. I didn't think I was going to like it because of the colors. Uh, but yeah, no, I really liked this thing so much that I got it two days in a row. <laughs> and my local Starbucks is currently out of the ingredients you know, because I got the last one. You know, uh, you know I... I you know, we do talk about you know movies that, that came and, out right, but like and they and they better and they better stock more ingredients because I mean it's on the schedule until the twenty third. But like I, I you know, we, we talk about you know uh, relevant things, but like I do want to make these podcast episodes like timeless, you know. But this is definitely yeah. going to date this episode because like in a week oh, in a week uh, from now, like nobody will know what we're talking about. Just yeah, you won't be able to get it anymore. No, no, no. But like real quick, just for, for people who have no idea, it's just a drink that is like pink and blue, right? mats like what and there's a cat why yeah don't yeah just ignore that cat why is this in existence do you know why did starbucks make a drink that's like pure sugar and call it like a unicorn drink do you have any Be- idea why? because because the world is a vicious hellscape right now and we need as much joy in it as possible <laughs> that's and a, unicorns bring us joy it's not a good excuse and and, and to only it's, have it's it, a perfect excuse to only have it for like what like a week and that's it yeah that's a that's a that's a dick move on their part. Yeah. So the twenty third, right? So that well, actually, actually, it's a smart move because if they have it any longer, they're going to start getting lawsuits for getting diabetes. <laughs> so you're this, sh- was, this was a marketing ploy. So you're sure uh, you're, you're sure that the uh, this drink will only last through the twenty third, right? 
that's that's what all the material in the stores and marketing tells me. So by the time this comes out, it's definitely gone. So uh, too bad, Maybe. folks. Too bad. Uh, this has. I looked it up. Oh, hey, look, I went you know straight to the to the nutrition page. Uh, four, <laughs> they have one. Four, Jesus, four hundred and ten calories. Uh, <laughs> Fine. Sixteen grams of total fat. Uh, yeah, a, a lot of sodium. Two thirty. Uh, sodium. Oh man, zero caffeine. Like I want. What? It's just pure sugar. Like why? I don't know. Anyway. I know. Uh, anyway. It's a magical pixie drink for pixies. I guess. So, just like the squishy. Uh, yeah. So that 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 is your. Uh, this is our new segment. What crap does Matt? You know, is, is is Matt drinking or eating today? So that's it. Segment over. Let's move on. Oh my god. Let's move on. I really need to find time in my day to teach you about segues. This is the podcast in which I just <laughs> I was going to say I don't care but like I'm less I'm more lax about the the transition. Oh no, it's fine. I've heard I've heard a few episodes of Colorado Street where you mentioned this podcast and how you're bad with segues, <laughs> but you're also bad with segues there. No, I at least I I handed it off to Rocky and he knows, you know, he he's more uh, serious about the whole thing than I am. He's better at segues. <laughs> <laughs> I mostly stay quiet on that podcast for good reason. Um, but no, hey, speaking of staying quiet, let's not stay quiet. And Matt, you tell the folks listening what they're in store for in this episode. Okay. <clears throat> Welcome back to Matt's Riddle Corner, where I give cryptic clues about what films we'll be discussing this week. Try not to drop anything. I dropped my pen. <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let's keep this in. We're not going to edit this out. Okay. Here you go. This go. week... This week we're going to be talking about the transporter and a baby. And then we're going to be talking about a demonic car. Or are we? Then we're going to go on a demonic highway. Or are we? And then some ladies are going to get us to the moon. And then we're going to laugh at really bad movies. I'm telling you, these movies are bad. And then we're going to go to Washington, D.C. with a beautiful red-headed lady. And then we're going to be indignant at something. I don't know anything about that, so I had to use the title in the joke. And then we're going to go all the way back to Robert Redford's days as a reporter. And then we're going to have a really awkward relationship with Diane Keaton. And then we're going to go international with uh, a pilot of something. Yeah, that works. And then Ben Affleck is going to punch Klansman in the face. And then we're going to shatter through the glass of M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> uh, close enough. All right. That worked, right? Yeah. yeah okay. Can't can't wait for this show. Um, this show. Will, I, I think we, we got a good lineup here. The show will be two and a half hours long. I God, I hope not. Jesus. <laughs> but hey, I got a I got a thirteen hour shift tomorrow, man. I don't want to do that. But hey, if 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 uh, we are going to play the pyramid tonight, or sorry, again, this is timeless. You can be listening to this in the morning, in the afternoon, but we're recording this dead of night, uh, which is our you know not our want, but like what we have to do. <laughs> Dead of night? It's 11.30. It's not the dead of night. It's the dead of night. What is the dead of night to you, Matt? It's three in the morning? No, that's the witching hour. That's when That's when the businesses are closed? No. You know, the dead of night because everything is dead? It's not, it, I'm talking about the night. I'm not talking about business. I'm talking about the night. It's dead. It's, 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 nothing's going on right now. No. Yeah, businesses are open right now. What businesses are open at 11 p.m.? Bars? Those aren't businesses. Those are bars. If I <laughs> there, there, that is that is a business, sir. If, and I will not take this 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 talk lightly. When when you say business, like I'm thinking like legitimate businesses, like a store where, <laughs> I, where I can buy toilet paper. Okay, not yeah, Seven Eleven. Not a CD bar where at eleven, like it's only just starting. Okay. Uh, anyway, 
I don't know about what bars you go to, but my bars are open all day, filled with old men <laughs> who talk about the current events of the day, and then they go home and they cry. So to me, it's the dead of night, okay? It is it is, it is a time not to be outside, or you will be stabbed. So, yes. Uh, Jesus, how dangerous is Austin? <laughs> well... Uh, let's talk about that in another episode. So, my God, uh, who? Hey, Matt, let's bring in somebody else in this conversation just to mix things up. Uh, who's our guest this week? Alrighty, um, I should have confirmed his last name before I did this. Edit this out. <laughs> this is not. I'm not going to edit this out. You, you introduce. You, you don't. <laughs> no, uh, it's Marcel, more organic that way. It's more. It is more organic. Why do you always insist <laughs> on cutting things out, Matt? Okay, because Joey, Joey, Joey. What is your? How do you pronounce your last name, Joey? My last name is Zimniak. Zimniak. There you go, Matt. Yes. All right. Let's do it again. But remember, this is all staying in. All right, Matt, introduce... Oh, Jesus Christ! Introduce our guest, Matt. <laughs> okay. Terrific. You need to edit this out, though. It's not going to be edited it. out. No, no way. I hate you. I hate you so <laughs> no much. Way, you're, no you're the first. <laughs> Joey, Joey, uh, let me ask you. Joey, let me ask you. Uh, yeah. How, like, how often do people uh, mispronounce your name? Oh, Several times a day. Yeah, several times a day. See, Matt, so you shouldn't worry, okay? This is, yeah, people mispronounce my name all the time. It's fine. Curion? Yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> so <laughs> what I'm saying is, I mean, Joey, you're fine with keeping this all in. That's that's all. Let's, I mean, uh, I mean yeah, I'm fine, too, because, hey, my name is Marcel. Anyway. My name is Marcelo Pico. It is a, it is a disastrous name. There's too many O's in there. Uh, so, yeah, so <laughs> we have weird names, and let's just accept that. And let's – because, you know, okay. the, only, the only reason I'm saying this, Matt, is because I don't like editing <laughs> stuff out in this episode. So Clearly. Okay, Matt, you have the floor. <laughs> All right, our guest this this week is uh, one of my friends from uh, the Twitters, uh, Joey Zemniak. He makes me laugh all the time. How are you, sir? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on, Joey. Um, I mean, it's it's always nice to have a friend of Matt's on the show. Always. Um, But yes, uh, people mispronounce your name all the time. They mispronounce my name all the time. So there you go. What is is it? Curion? Is that what they say? Uh, I've gotten that. I've gotten Curone. 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 I've gotten that. I've gotten Curon. Ah. Uh, that's a, that's what my gym teacher in high school called me, Curon. What about Curie One? And th- I've gotten that as well. <laughs> See, he I called me Curon, and that's why I skipped gym for three months. <laughs> my name is Marcelo Pico. Sometimes I get Marcello. Uh, I, I I could see that. Yeah, but then for Pico, I get Pico. Uh, really? Yeah. People, what? People are stupid, and clearly. Yeah. So it's it's Pico. Yeah. There's an does I. Anyone, does Does anyone ever call you Mark? Yes. Really? Why do you ask? <laughs> Why is this? Because I I, I I I thought that would be like a really weird thing to call you. Well, I have many names, so they call me Mark. <laughs> they call me Marcelo. They call me Pico, just my last name. My mi- Rocky calls you that. I know that. My middle name is Jeffrey. So my my. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's, that's that's a weird middle name. That's a weird name. It is. Like, I don't why know. Why would you say Jeff? Is it Jeffrey with a J or a G? Uh, J. Uh, okay. okay, good. So it's that's not as weird. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> my my family calls me Jeffrey. I don't know why. Well, well, I, well I know why because my dad is my dad's name is Marcelo. So, just to avoid okay. avoid confusion. They call me my middle name. So it's Jeff, oh, Jeff Jeffrey. So how many names is that already? Like six. Jeff you have Jeffrey three Marcelo. Names. I have many. Uh, most 
Most people have middle names. No, I mean uh, nicknames. They call me oh. Pico, Mark, oh. Marcelo, Jeff, Jeffrey. Uh, so yeah, I go by many names. All right, fine. My middle name is James. If we're going to be revealing these things, oh, your name you is go. James, like my cat James, my cat Matthew James. James. Ah, what about you? Yeah, my uh, Joey do- your cat has two names. No, <laughs> my cat's name is James, uh, just James, and then the other one okay. is named Gigi. So, but what about you, Joey? Uh, oh, wait, 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 we haven't opened uh, Matt's "Get to Know You" segment, so this is just a pre-question. So, Joey, yes, what is your middle name? My middle name is Paul. There you go. Hey, that's my brother's middle name. Awesome. Yeah, it's a good middle own. name. It's. It, it, I don't yeah, know any first name Pauls, but I know a lot of middle name Pauls. Yeah, that was my uh, uncle's first name. Oh, interesting. So yeah. that's our new segment. Get to know your middle name. So put that on the list, Matt. He he was a reporter. <laughs> I'm just gonna. I'm not I'm, kidding. He, he he was a journalist. I'm also keeping that dead silence right there. So oh, it's totally fine. <laughs> it's totally fine. He was a journalist uh, in San Francisco back in the 70s for The Advocate. Wait, who was this? My uncle. Your uncle, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretty cool stuff. Awesome, yeah. Uh, Hey, so you have some journalism blood in you, Matt. Uh, So what better way to utilize that than to uh, question our guest? Yeah, welcome back to the other segment we like to call Get to Know Ya, where we get to know our guests to make sure they're a real, down-to-earth human being and not some robot sent from the future to destroy us all. Joey, I have a question yes. for you. What is the first movie you've ever, you ever saw in a theater? Oh, man. It, that, I don't, I'm not sure if I even remember, but my first experience that I remember was probably Mulan. Ooh. When I was three years old. Yep. Oh, nice. I'm very young. Wow. <laughs> but I grew up on all those Disney renaissancers, and that okay, one yeah, same. stood out to me. Uh, that's actually so that one, one of the... That's one of the few that I have not seen. Really? Yeah, I know, and, I, and uh, Carlo yells at me for it all the time. Like, after we saw Moana, he's like... He handed me a stack of movies. He's like, here's your Disney homework. And he, he just <laughs> just dropped them all in front of me, and I smart. I, I, I didn't watch them because oh. I'm a I'm a terrible human. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't set aside ninety minutes for Mulan. No, I couldn't. I'm the worst. The music's but, great, though. The music. But I'm great. sure I'm gonna I'm sure I'm gonna love it because I'm a big fan of Leia Salonga, and I know yeah. she did uh, the the songs in that. And yeah, I'm all about her. She's great. Great voice. There's some good ones in there. All timers. <laughs> Marcelo, do you have a question? Yeah, uh, how about this, uh, Joey? Um, what is your favorite animated movie of all time? Oh, my favorite animated movie of all time. Yeah. Okay. I guess I got to go with the easy one and the true one, which is Finding Nemo. When I was seven, that was my favorite movie of all time. And I begged my mother to plaster my room with this fish wallpaper. Oh my and god, it was awesome! The ugliest. It was. It's the ugliest wallpaper you've ever seen. Like there are these <laughs> massive. And like I was like, wow, fish are so cute. Fish really aren't all that cute up no, close. No, they're not. And this this, <laughs> this wallpaper was like realistic. So like you see oh, all no. the details of the fish. And I'm like, where's Nemo? Where's the clownfish? <laughs> 
Oh my god! It's still it's still up in my bedroom when I go and visit her. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. It's it's I love that movie. So it's all right. It's all right. I had weird like lizards painted on my wall when I was a kid. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna put. We're gonna make your room like a weird southwestern theme. The, okay, the weird it's reptile like, kid. Yeah, yeah. I love dinosaurs. So she put like weird, <laughs> weird like iguanas on my wall. <laughs> well, I was the weird fish kid, so same boat, I guess. <laughs> Marcella, what's your favorite animated film? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, probably, probably The Incredibles, maybe. I don't know. Like we okay. we've talked on this show, Matt, about me not being the biggest Disney fan. Uh, yeah, I know it's an issue. I just realized, you know, from hearing you guys talk, I, I was I grew up on Toy Story, so like, and I still love those movies. So that's something. But no, like I saw Mulan like in high school, and I can't remember it. I don't, I'm not bothered. I, I can't be bothered to revisit it. I haven't. Well, you're seen... gonna want to want to. You're gonna need to revisit it soon when the uh, live action remake happens. You know, same thing happened. Yeah. No, same thing happened with uh, Beauty and the Beast. Uh, I have no desire to revisit that original, and I'm not seeing the new, you know, movie. So, yeah, it's gonna be a pattern from here on in. Um, I... Well, here you go. Uh, my favorite animated <laughs> film is Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> That that was a perfect transition. Awkward. We should we should uh, wasn't it? <laughs> we should uh, wasn't it? we should vie wasn't for. It <laughs> it's almost like we planned it out. No, um, <laughs> so yeah, I don't want to be a downer, but I I love you know Pixar. They're doing great stuff over there. I don't know if you guys know about Pixar. Uh, they're, they're they're pretty good, pretty big deal. Small. Yeah, they're small company. But no, yeah. like I I cannot you know get into. The like '90s era. Oh, I, you know, I love Aladdin. I do like that. That one, I love Aladdin. That one, I could revisit. Like, I remember loving that as a kid. Even little, even Little Mermaid. You know, uh, like those two, like Little Mermaid, Aladdin. Hey, come on. They, uh, they it's were got a, it's got a chef singing a song while he kills. Yeah, fish. yeah. It's wonderful. Those two were. <laughs> those two. Oh, I forgot about that song. It's so good. I do that at karaoke time to time. <laughs> so, those two were on repeat when I was growing up. So, let's see. Like, uh those I I would want to revisit more than like any other one. So there you go. So I'm gonna back away from this Disney conversation. Hey Matt, do you right. do, yes. <laughs> do you have another question or do you want to seal that segment shut? I have one more question. Okay, shoot. Dude. What's your favorite kind of pizza, there, Joey? Oh. <laughs> Uh, Are you backing me in a corner based on my Chicago background? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well. I wouldn't say deep dish because that's the tourist answer. Okay. But I don't know. I guess just something with a lot of vegetables. What do you like with your pizza? I've called like on you out side. on I've called you out on Twitter for this in the past. You have? Oh, I have. <laughs> oh wait. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess I enjoy milk with my pizza. Which... You mean, you know, dr- drinking milk as you eat the pizza, right, Joey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like, not like in the, in the mixture at all on the side as a beverage. Okay. Okay, good. Oh, good. You know, normal, I'm, people, I'm, normal, people totally <laughs> normal people drink beer. Normal people would choose beer or soda or water even, but no. See, you've... Milk. You know, Matt tried oh, to, Matt tried to set a trap for you, Joey. He he he, he told me this. <laughs> he told me this before that we started recording. Uh, before he came on the line, that was planned. Yes, was Matt planned. planned this. Um, he thought you were dipping your pizza in milk. So, 
No. <laughs> oh, thank God. Okay, good. Because, okay, okay, I work with this guy, and he's from Michigan. And he's like, it's a Midwest thing. We, we dip our pizza in milk. And I kept s- telling him, no, no, no one does that. Only you do that. That is so, not a Midwest thing. Don't throw that on me. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, good. So it's 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 just a him thing. It's it's not a Midwest thing. Yes. Okay. Thank God. Okay. <laughs> you're 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 one of the normal ones, Joey. We thank you. The air. See, I don't know about normal. <laughs> I've gotten a lot of weird looks with the milk and pizza thing. No, but that makes sense. <laughs> Does it? What? Well, what? Yeah. 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 When when you're eating bread, you have a lot of milk. No, what? Say you have like a a spicy slice of pizza. You want to have a a glass of milk to like like get the spice down. I'm sorry to to step in, but it it, it seems like a white person thing, drinking milk with everything or just those things you mentioned. Yeah. Like I drink water. What's what's the problem with water? I just drink beer or Red Bull when I have pizza. And I, I drink milk occasionally. I drink milk. I just I just drank milk and cookies. Well, I didn't you know not together, but I drank milk and ate cookies. So, but I, you know when when I was growing up, I would go to other people's houses, white people's houses, and they would drink milk with everything. <laughs> and and my ex, it's something I did as a kid, so and, it stayed with me. And my ex, who was white, like she drank like two gallons of milk, like like every okay. like every. <laughs> It was a problem. She wouldn't stop. No, like, like, like when we went to the grocery store, she'd get two gallons because that's all she drank. So I don't. Yeah, no, that's gross. It's it... not even I do yeah, that. That's kind of weird. Okay, I would get sick. Um, so let's. Try, I, I want to ask you this, Joey. Okay. Uh, yeah. Where are you from? Wait, Chicago, right? I, yeah. Yep, I am from Chicago, Illinois. Okay, so let me ask you this: Do they sell uh, pickles in theaters there, Joey? Oh my God. Pickles in theaters. Okay, so you have no idea. So we can. Sh- I don't. Ooh, ooh. I don't think let's, so. Let's shut this down. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> wait, oh. wait, no. <laughs> okay, so where did, last, where did that come from? Last week's episode, um, I mentioned <laughs> that I bought a pickle while seeing Titanic here in Texas, and in Texas, pickles in theaters, pickles as a concession, it's a thing. Okay, it's a thing. No, it, it's not in Texas. How are they presented? What's the presentation? Uh, you get, are they in like a bag? Yeah, like sometimes they're in a in a self-contained bag, or sometimes they have like a jar and they pull a pickle out, put it in like a in a in a, uh, in a paper sleeve, and give like it a, to you. Like a piece of newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I like that. Oh, uh, but okay. But, okay. I, I had this discussion. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask every single guest this this question. Please so. <laughs> do. And I actually I'm gonna bring it to Twitter because I can't believe I haven't done it yet. I want to I want to get to the bottom of this because I didn't know this was just a Texas thing. And I well also yeah. it does not surprise me though that it's a Texas thing because it sounds just a, sounds, like a, yes. yeah, it Texas sounds thing. very southern. So yes, yes, not just Texas, but like it sounds very southern. I I, I, I want to know how far this pickle in in a theater you know concession thing reaches like. Is it the entire South, or does it like I don't know? So, one theater. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that it's just that one theater you used to go to, Marcelo. It's, it's not a no, but theater. I swear, like Houston. That theater manager had like a weird obsession with pickles. He's like, obsession. you know what? I'm going to sell these people. <laughs> they're going to eat them during a movie. Uh, Houston, <laughs> San Antonio, Austin, even the Draft House. The Draft House amps it up. They have fried pickles. So there you go. So it's a thing. So. <laughs> I don't. I don't eat fried pickles. I'm just saying that's on the menu. So, 
Okay. Uh, the mystery continues. Not the menu. A whole bunch of movies. Movies. Let's get to it. Let's get let's get to them fast, and let's get to them furiously. Okay. All right. Moving on. Uh, the fate of the furious. Oh my goodness! Came out last week. It did it? Did um, it made little movie? It made a lot of money. Uh, the biggest international opening of all time, right? It's like it made all the money. Made all of the money. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's no more money left. Uh, I mean, let me ask your guest, Joey. Did you manage to see the fate of the furious? I did not. And I have never seen a Fast and Furious movie. Well, it's been fun. Uh, we're going to end this episode right here. Right, yep. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. Oh, good. Your yeah, plugs. Uh, where can the people listening find you? No, okay. Uh, it's going to be... Oh, okay, well, Matt... Okay, Matt, remind the listeners how many movies you've seen. Two. Including The Fate of the Furious, I've right? Seen, I've seen seven and eight, and that's it. Okay, so... <clears throat> and as a reminder... Listen back to the previous episode. I have seen every single one, and I pretty much, times. I pre- yeah, yeah, I pretty much love every single one. Maybe except part four. The other ones I really, really do care for. So let's go to you, Matt, first. Yes. Okay, this is your second Fast and Furious movie. Uh, yeah. The, the Furious Seven. I mean, you like that one a lot, right? Oh my God! It was awesome. What about this new one, Fate of the Furious? Uh, this has one of my favorite action sequences of all time. Um, <clears throat> once you get past the conceit of every car has auto drive, the New York chase sequence is an all-timer. Uh, it has about 100 cars chasing one limousine. Uh, it has cars raining from the sky. It has Vin Diesel in a goth uh, Jason mask (laughs) buzz buzz sawing into a limousine and it's the coolest thing I've seen in a long time Uh, this movie that scene is is terrific Um, I have a few issues with this movie but other than those I really liked it this movie it it seems like it's kind of repeating the patterns of the last one which I'm fine with I mean it's it's a big dumb action franchise I'm not going to ask for much from it but I liked it. I liked the performances. I liked um, I liked the action. I liked the story that it was trying to tell, and I love that it sets up a sequel, as it should. There you go. So, uh, I'm glad you enjoyed it, Matt. Uh, this movie... Oh, man. It's, it's, it's a hoot and a holler. This movie has proven to be very divisive uh, amongst you know re- yeah. regular fans and also... Diehard Fast and Furious fans, um, and our writer for the website who wrote the review. Yes, uh, Tyler. Um, he did not care for it. Uh, oh, and I have been uh, full confession. I've been meaning to write something on it, but I've just been way too busy. This past week has been, I mean, hell for me. Uh, you know, spoiler alert: I've only seen two movies in the last week. So, um, but yeah, I I have a lot to say, you know, with this movie. I guess okay. I love, like I said, I love pretty much the series up to this point, and now with the eighth one, I'm still on. I'm still on board. Like I had a lot of fun. There's like those action scenes that you mentioned that they're you know fantastic. Even when it reaches new crazy heights, like with the submarine chase, 
that's <laughs> still totally fine with me. It's um, it's it's like skirt it's a submarine chase. Yeah, yeah. Was, oh yeah. my god, yeah. They fight a How submarine in it? this. <laughs> it's not. It's not so fast. You know what? Somebody. Okay. okay uh, I mean, Joey. I mean, from your. Well, yeah. You haven't seen any of them, but I'm sure you've heard maybe some of the criticisms of the last few movies where it's like the action is just getting more and more crazy. Um, fine. There's a sequence in six where they're on a runway and they're going like what fifty miles an hour, and it goes on for twenty minutes. And people complain, it's like, how long is that runway? Like it's it's an infinite <laughs> runway. So it seems like Who cares. It's a movie. So it seems like the makers of Fast Eight, they're like, hey, you know, people complain about that. Why don't we slow things down <laughs> a lot? And like uh, the Take underwater. No, the the finale takes place over ice, uh, over ten miles. But this sequence, yeah, they actually, and they actually mentioned that. Oh, it's ten miles away. Yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so they, so the, these cars are being chased by like this like uh, rogue Russian uh, unit. I don't know what's going on there. Um, and they're also being chased by a submarine. But the whole sequence takes place. It takes place over like twenty minutes. So, but they're driving. I don't know how fast. So yeah, over ten miles. So yeah, again, it doesn't That's... make sense in the uh, in the realm of you know logic. Alani. <laughs> but who cares? Who cares? Yeah, who cares? These are superheroes. Yeah. It, okay. We realized that in part seven when Vin Diesel stomped the ground and a building had collapsed. These are superheroes, okay? I mean, this movie starts out with Vin Diesel winning a race with a car that is in flames. These are superheroes. <laughs> Wait, this sounds amazing. Yeah. It, it is amazing. Joey, you have to, uh, so you have to and sit down. Say, and you, Matt, and you, Matt, too, both of you. You have to sit down and watch them from the beginning. Watch I will, I will say the 2001 I, all the way through. To fast date. Anyway, Matt. Even though, even though I highlighted that awesome New York chase sequence, I will say my favorite part of the movie is Jason Statham and Baby. Yes. Uh, that is next level action comedy right there. Yeah. Uh, it is so good. What is it referencing? Also, also a really great Beats by Dre uh, advertisement. Not gonna <laughs> lie. Uh, what? What's when? I don't. I missed that. The baby's wearing. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. ear beats by Dre. It's a baby's clear. Beats. Oh my God, yes. You know, because beats baby, and uh, clearly it's just like product placement, but it works. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I love that sequence. I think it's so much fun. Uh, I love Jason Statham in this movie. I love Helen Mirren in this movie. Um, when she popped up, I was like, oh yeah, I remember reading about that. She was going to be in this. But yeah, no, I loved it. I loved her in this. She's so much. She's so much fun. How was Charlie's Theron? Okay, she is another one of my complaints about this movie. Mar- no. Marcello, go ahead. Uh, I will say no one's ever that, used complaint and Charlie's Theron in the same sentence. I will say it's really weird that you put Furiosa in a in a Fast and the Furious movie and she doesn't drive a car. What? Yeah. Okay. It, it, she's in a she's in an airplane the whole time. I mean, it's obvious she's going to be back for the next one. Hopefully she gets to drive a car in that one. But, I mean, come on. You put Furiosa in your Fast and the Furious movie, and she doesn't drive an automobile. That's a, f- that's a, little, a little weird. That's a fair complaint. Opportunity missed. I, 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 I do like her as a villain, though. I, I, I Oh, my gosh. She's fantastic in this movie. Like, she's she plays sinister 
so well. It's like okay, there are complaints that like she's too like emotion like emotionless, like cold, but that's her character. Like that that's yeah. and like she's a Villain. She's like throwing all villains are emotionless. She's like throwing all this philosophy about like oh like uh, you have a choice but you don't really have a choice. It's like you know like low grade Matrix stuff, but it works like for her, for her character. Like she you know is giving Vin Diesel who she turns like yeah he he becomes the villain for he goes he goes against family yeah he, he goes rogue <laughs> uh, and she gives him a choice which I'm not gonna spoil but uh, I was surprised by it and. It, it it develops into one of my big problems with the movie in retrospect. So, again, I'm not going to spoil your, it. Huh? What's that, Matt? What was your big problem with the movie? I can't say because it'd be, it would be a spoiler. Um, well, tell everyone to be quiet and like mute their <laughs> phone for a few minutes. I want to talk about this. I would, Matt, but this is like... This movie, th- this movie made all of the money. No, Matt, I can't. I would normally, you know, uh, talk about like mild spoilers... But this is like the biggest one in the movie. What is it? I can't say. I can't say. Right. Okay, okay. I'll, 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 no, I'm gonna skirt around it, and then and then you'll know, Matt. So, the, the the twist involving Vin Diesel and why his you know he turned evil involves a character or characters mm-hmm. uh, from a previous film, and okay. the way that that the way that uh, the movie handles that character. Uh, I didn't like, you know. Well, same here. The one and done. What? What's that? The character was one and done. What do you mean one and done? Like there for a few minutes and then gone. And okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, let's, yeah let's let's say that. So yes, there's yeah, there's a character that comes in and you know I wish there was more of that character. Okay, there you go. I I hope that wasn't too much of a spoiler. I'll tell you, I did like the villains in this movie. No, yeah, they're good. Like, okay, I, I because they're good at making me hate them. Like that 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 ginger fuck <laughs> from I think he's from Game of Thrones. Yeah, no, I, I will say like it, I do not care for the cut of his jib. Along with you rewatching, no, sorry, not not rewatching you watching for the first time all of the you know Fast and Furious movies. Also, give a watch to <laughs> <laughs> also watch Triple X, the new one. Okay, because it comes out on Blu-ray in a few weeks. Yeah, I'll be picking it up at work. It is like. Almost as fun as this. Uh, Probably, uh, come on, it's got Donnie Yen. It's got to be fun. Yeah, like I, I, I like, <laughs> I like what you know. Producer Vin Diesel is doing. You know, uh, real life. You know, actor persona Vin Diesel may be a dick, but what he brings to the table in terms of like action and the cast, like it, it works. Like you know, it, it, you know, Triple X, you know, three of Return of Xander Cage may sound you know like a terrible, you know, idea concept. But it, it works because it's just it's fun. It's like it, it's like the, it's silly fun. It's silly fun, and so is this. This is silly fun. Yes. Oh my god, it's awesome. And then, yeah, I have problems like what I what I was skirting around like that character problems with that one. I have problems with Statham's character uh, because really yeah. Uh, I mean, Matt, you may uh, not. Okay, okay. I saw your tweets. You don't like him as part of the team. Yeah, it does not make sense. I do. It because does. But you because you weren't safe. Matt. Let me interrupt you. But I like Jason Statham. You, it, it makes sense on paper why he. I okay. On one level, I like that he's part of the team. I like that he jokes around with the Rock. That's a good time. That's what I want. I want a spinoff series. I want the Rock and Statham to have their own series together. Which is what the studio wanted at one point, and of course Vin Diesel 
would not let that happen because he's Vin Diesel, and sometimes he he, he is a big dick. But think? <laughs> I I, I want to mention this too. That you could definitely tell there's a onset uh, like uh, uh, oh, yeah. vendetta between those two, between Vin Diesel and The Rock. They, it's fine though. I got to see a um, live action Moana reference, <laughs> and it made me so fucking happy. But yeah, okay, character stuff, I guess. Again, like I I don't want to get too fully into it because it, it, it would involve spoilers, but that stuff I have problems with. Other than that, it's fun. It is. I can't wait for the next one. It's I I don't Damn. I don't think it you know, the character stuff has gone too off the rails. I th- space. they're in a good spot where they can like refer like I guess fix certain problems that this one had in nine. So it's good. So okay, Matt. It's their issues. You yeah, exactly. So Matt, you I want to know when exactly you're going to watch the originals. Um, do do you have all the all the movies on hand? I'm looking at them right now. Okay, good. So I need I need this done right away. I I'm not gonna. Doing my I'm doing my Mystery Science Theater. I'm doing my Lynch. Okay. I think there's one more marathon I want to do. If I see, I, I want to work on this. What? What's that, Joey? We have. We have homework. Yes, you I too, Joey. Yeah. <sighs> Mostly I'm angry at Matt, but Joey, I mean, as a guest... Joey's <laughs> like, oh, damn it. <laughs> Joey, okay, he, uh, here's the condition for you to come back on the show. <laughs> you have to watch <laughs> all of the Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> oh, no. I'm, I'm kidding, Joey. All eight? <laughs> I'm kidding. You know, watch at least like two I of them. take a day. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, Matt, okay, I, 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 I'll leave it at this, Matt, and then we can move on. So... Yes... If I want, okay, something happened to Joey. What's what's going on? Are you there? Yeah. Something's wrong with this mic. Oh no. Okay. Can you hear me? Now he's back. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, it sounded like you were like under blankets. <laughs> oh no, sorry. I like stood up for a second. He's, he's oh, okay. making himself cozy. Okay, Matt. If I watch, if I finally sit down and watch Lilo and Stitch, how many Fast and Furious movies does that get me from? I you? watch all of them twice. <laughs> I can I can watch Lilo and not St- even kidding. I can watch Lilo and Stitch this weekend if that's the case. So okay, then I will watch all of the L- R- Fast and Furious movies. We have made this deal. Yes, that's, I'm doing a virtual handshake with you. There you go. We're handshake and, and people listening to the show. A witness. Yeah, see, Joe's a witness. <laughs> so there you go. I'm so happy that you're finally going to watch that fucking movie. I, I I'm yeah. learning now that I have to do trades with you, Matt. So like I'll I'll do this for you, and then you know you do that. <laughs> So this is what it takes for Matt. Okay, what? <laughs> how about this? I was going to watch them anyway. I mean, Carla's been pressuring me to watch them as it is. Damn so, it. I mean, I, I, yeah, fine, I'll watch them. I wasted Lilo and Stitch when I should have said, what's going to take for you to see Get Out? Damn it. Okay. Well, you know what? That's coming out on Blu-ray in like a week or two or so. Joey, uh, say that again clearly. You haven't seen Get Out? Thank you. No, I haven't. <laughs> oh, my God. This is a, yeah, I know. a new segment on the show where the guests uh, berates Matt for not seeing Get Out. <laughs> <laughs> Sons of bitches. It's still in theaters. You can still see it with a nice crowd because it's still making the money. Just saying. You know what? Just saying. I don't have the money. Oh, it's Go to a matinee. I, it's Mar- seven bucks. Marcello. Oh. Marcello. I'm on a spending freeze What? For the next week. What have you spent that you need to be in a spending freeze? Or are you not comfortable saying that on the air? Cause it, I'll, tell, I'll tell you later. Uh, it's fine. Okay. Uh, hopefully you're fine and not like living in a cardboard box the next episode. So, 
My God, kill me, please. I can't be doing that. <laughs> You'd be living in a cardboard box next to a highway. I'm going to be living life a quarter mile at a time. Thank you very much. <laughs> but, hey, speaking of highways, um, Lost Highway, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I watched this movie the other night um, <clears throat> on Blu-ray, as a matter of fact, uh, because I'm a fool and I import things from other countries when they're not available here. I imported this from Germany a few years ago as part of a box set because that was the only way you could get Mulholland Drive on Blu-ray was, was this block, box set. And then, of course, you know, Criterion would release it a year later because screw me, right? Anyway, I watched uh, Lost Highway with my buddy Jaron. Uh, he's uh, big into movies. He's actually worked on a few of them. He's a good guy. I appreciate him 100%. He's good peoples. And this was his first time. This was actually his first time seeing Lost Highway, and we had a blast watching this thing. Uh, I still call it the best headache movie in cinema history, because, well, Marcel, you know, the, a headache is basically the crux of this entire story with Lost Highway. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say about this, other than it takes a lot to play the creepiest person in a David Lynch film, but hey, Robert Blake did it. He and was born to play he, a creep. He was born, well, obviously, from his real-life story. <laughs> uh, he was born to play a weird guy with a camcorder who watches Patricia Arquette and the President of the United States. So, yeah. No, uh, Lost Highway is... It's one of those movies that I've seen a few times. I've seen it at least three times. And every time it just throws me for a loop. Kind of like Mulholland Drive, which... If record shows me, I'll be talking about that on next week's episode. So, yeah. No, Lost Highway. It's one of Lynch, David Lynch's best films. It's very 90s in its presentation and um, and the way it's put together. Uh, but, yeah, I love this thing. Uh, Lost Highway is pretty terrific. And if you don't want to import it, you can find it on DVD here in the States. So that's a thing. <laughs> yeah, I might have to import it because uh, Criterion is dragging its feet because it. Um, it would. Speaking of that, I'm hoping this year they put it out for the 20th anniversary. That would make a lot of sense. Or who who knows? Maybe Scream Factory will get their hands on it. Ah. Something could happen. I mean, this needs to come out on Blu-ray in the United States. It's it's a foregone conclusion that it has to happen. Absolutely, it's my favorite. David Lynch movie. Um, I was recently. It's probably it's probably my third favorite. I was recently. Com- I'm thinking about it. I was compiling my top 25 list, and yeah, I had to. I went with like uh, the one movie, one director approach. Uh, that's why I have like only Blood Simple on there and only Thief, and not any other Coens or Michael Mann movies. So I had to pick a Lynch, and this one it's 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 my favorite more than I think it's like his best. Yeah, I can. I, I understand that. Yeah, because it is just again, it, Matt. You said it's hard to describe. It's what is even the plot? Like a okay, um, jazz trumpeter gets into trouble with his wife, has uh, gets framed for her murder, has a headache, <laughs> turn turns turns into a grease monkey. And hangs out with Robert Loggia. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. You know, you, you, you had me there, and then like he has a headache, and then it, it all turns to insane. exactly. And then and then a guy gets killed by a coffee table. <laughs> the, this to me is like the perfect 
uh, pairing with Mulholland Drive. I, I think I said this like last year, maybe. Like they're two sides of the same coin. Uh, yeah. You know, two these two figures. You know, Bill Pullman's character and uh, Naomi Watts' character. Like they start out as one thing and then they transform into something else completely. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's hard to describe. Uh, I, actually, I'm going to be writing about it in like two weeks for the website for Talk from Societies. Uh, Lynch retrospective, so I may need to get that. You know, so you're writing about how many uh, Lynch movies for this retrospective? Me personally, I, I think it's just one because like each writer gets okay. one. So, so far, except for me, I got two. Oh yeah, you got two. Well, you're well. We're not gonna discuss why you got two, but you got two, and you're the, you're you're the special case, Matt. So, <laughs> <laughs> but no, like for the most part, we we all got one, and I picked Lost Highway because I love Lost Highway. So, um, let me ask Joey this. Joey, um, have you seen Lost Highway, and how much of a fan are you of David Lynch's? You're going to hate me. Oh, um. this happened last week, too. <laughs> Go ahead, Joey. Dude, <laughs> I have not seen neither Lost Highway nor a single David Lynch movie. Oh, oh okay. no. <laughs> not even Twin Peaks, you said? I've, I've got people begging me to see Mulholland Drive. Like what? And it's on Criterion. Yeah, uh, Matt. So I don't. I don't know. Know what I'm waiting for. Yeah, Matt. L- let me ask you this, and then this is this will go to Joey. Uh, this is for Joey. This question. No, wait. It's it's a question for you, Matt. But Joey needs okay. to listen. So, do okay. do you think, Matt, that Mahan Drive is like the perfect gateway for Lynch, or would you re- recommend yes. something else? Like, because he, he wouldn't. Okay. Okay. Here's here it goes. Mahan Drive is the perfect gateway for weird David Lynch. Okay. Yeah. If you want a nice gateway to his his filmography, probably Blue Velvet. Yeah, I was thinking Blue Velvet. Yeah. Uh, if you want to start out with the most level headed, normal David Lynch, I would say The Straight Story. Well, yeah. Well, I, well, I haven't seen Straight Story, so I need to see Straight Story, and I haven't seen Dune. Um, but I think, <laughs> I mean, Matt, I think you'd say that Dune is like advanced level Lynch, right? You have to. Um, no. What would what would Dune be then? It's just not very good. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good, but I love it because it's just so weird. See, I, I would not recommend Eraserhead right away. It's oh, definitely not. You don't want to watch Eraserhead right off the bat because that'll just way too out there. Yeah, no. you have to like be, you have to like ease into it, like with Blue Velvet, because Blue Velvet, it's Blue Velvet's pretty straightforward. It, yeah, well, up until it gets really crazy by the end, which... It, Does it? Because, I mean, even at the end, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, straightforward, I guess, plot-wise, Matt, but I don't I don't want to spoil it for Joey, but there's some... Even though oh, I'm thinking about it more, now it's some weird shit going on in there. It's... Uh, it's disturbing. <laughs> Laura yeah, Dern, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah oh, Laura yeah. Dern. One of her first performances. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, I'm sold. Yeah, yeah, and also uh, Kyle MacLachlan, who is amazing, and you know if Always. if if you're like midway through like your Lynch viewing, I think midway through would be a perfect time to like dive into like Twin Peaks, because that's you know that's what like at this point thirty five hours worth of content. Um, it's pretty good. All of it worth it for sure. Uh, but yeah, but watch you know. I, I'd say Blue Velvet and then Mulholland Drive and then, you know, yeah. the rest. So, there you go. Okay. So, for for Joey and for anybody listening... That's my assignment. Yeah, for, <laughs> you, have, you have a long list. I'd say... That's your homework. I'd say start with Lynch <laughs> and then go to Fast and Furious. Um, <laughs> that's your priority order. 
Um, but for those listening, uh, it was weird. Like last week, I jumped from like uh, Fast and Furious Six to like Firewalk with me. So that was my Sunday night like two weeks Oof. ago. So uh, I loved each and every. I loved those two things. Those are my, like that. That's me in a nutshell. Is Twin Peaks and uh, Fast and Furious. <laughs> anyway, speaking of cars, this movie's not about a car. No, it's not, but it should be, maybe. No. <laughs> <laughs> it would be a different movie if it were. Uh, Christine, uh, Joey, you saw this movie, right? Yeah. Yes, I did. I saw Christine, and it was amazing. So I saw it the first time last fall at the Music Box Theater. Shout out, Great Chicago Theater. And I was looking for a Blu-ray for it, and there isn't one. It's only on DVD, which what? is very bizarre. That's upsetting. I when they do that. I know. It was so it was frustrating. So I was able to pick up the DVD for $10, and I watched it again, and it was just as good as I remember it. Are you guys familiar with the story? Oh, my God, yes. Yeah. This made, uh, yeah. pretty sure this made either my honorable mentions or my top ten for last year. It, yeah, it, it was Yeah, it, it made my honorable mentions and the documentary about Christine Chubbuck. Uh, made my okay. top ten. Yes, so yeah, so good. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, for for those unfamiliar, Joey, what exactly is the movie about? Yeah, of course. So it is a very true story um, about a news reporter named Christine, and it takes place in seventies, eighties, and she is having all these troubles at work and at life, and she's struggling from this depression and. All of these events just pile up, and it gets to this inciting incident that I guess I'm not going to spoil, but any person who knows of the true event story knows what happens, and it leads up to this terrifying event that happens on air and live, and there's actual footage of what happened. Yeah. So it all like leads up to this point, and it's it's a fascinating story about this woman at the workplace. It's a great insight into news reporting if you're a big fan of, like, network, movie network. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, great parallels to that one. And Rebecca Hall, we just have to talk about her. It's she was incredible. Uh, she is one of the best. Absolutely. She she nailed it. She nailed it. That was so, it was so raw. It was, she, she looks like Christine, who's not the most conventionally beautiful person for a news reporting environment and she like captured all of Christine's like devotion to her work and it was it's it was such a good performance the one that I think was overlooked last year oh I agree 100% Uh, yeah absolutely uh, I love yeah, this, I love Rebecca Hall. This one put Rebecca on the radar. Yeah, I love Rebecca Hall and her performance in this is like the best she's ever done, which is saying a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I it, it's it's it. Uh, I I think I said the same thing last year. I think on my top ten and maybe on the podcast that I wish this was one of those movies that really caught fire. Uh, you know, say what you will about awards, but just to get you know people. To see the movie, actually see it. Yeah, to see the movie. Yeah, like it should have been nominated for. She should have been nominated for best actress, uh, for, for sure. And that would have got attention. Oh yeah, on she it. was. She was just like next level in this movie. Yeah, so it is a. <laughs> I don't see myself rewatching it anytime soon. Uh, it's, it's I've actually, a tough rewatch. I've actually had the inkling 
to revisit this thing. Like, uh, uh, it's, it's a tough one. It is tough. Even though, like, I've seen Kate Please Christine twice, and I kind of want to see that again, um, it just approaches the material in a, in a much different light. It, it, you know, yes. it, it talks about depression, it also talks about, you know, performers and how they handle, like, these types of real life people who are turned into characters, like, for a film. Um, and it, and uh, to get on another topic, it seems like we're on a import rant this episode because this is available on Blu-ray uh, from Amazon UK. It is a uh, region one and two disc. Okay. Uh, and you can pick it up uh, from Amazon UK. It's about 15 pounds, however much that is. Nice. Probably around, eight, probably around, probably around $18. Yeah. You can get it for. Actually, I should like look up Lost Highway on Blu-ray just so so I don't forget. Um, yeah, I'll uh, I'll actually I'll send you the link later. It's li- uh, link later. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> that box set is Lost Highway Mulholland Drive and Inland Empire on Blu-ray for about fifteen bucks American. Hey, uh, that's a, that's a deal right there. Yeah. Oh, it's a great fucking deal. Uh, you'll just have to be able to read it, uh, German in order to order it. <laughs> that's all. Um, so there you go. That's your uh, import Amazon. Uh, section of the show. Corner. Corner. Uh, speaking of corners, 90 degree angles, science, hint figures. What? There you go. Oh <laughs> my god, I actually, I actually really liked that intro. That was good. Joey did not like it. I, Matt liked it. I disagree. <laughs> uh, Mixed response. So it's, it, it's split down the middle. I'll take it. Um, hint figures. Um, Joey, you saw this, right? Yeah, I did. Yep. So the Blu-ray just came out. And I got it, and it's this beautiful slipcover. It like opens up. Ooh. Oh yeah, I saw it. It's 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 really pretty. I like it. I wasn't expecting that for this movie, but they Same. did a good job with the release. Okay, so, so I, I I forget Matt. Did, you saw Hidden Figures, right? I did, and I loved it. Yeah, and I thought I really liked it. I did. Um, yeah, it was shockingly good. Like I I thought it was just going to be this like typical. You know, biopic, Oscar bait, but like it's actually really good. And the uh, the performances in it, the actresses in the leads, they're all yeah, a lot of great. They're, they're yeah, terrific. I love them Oof. so much. Uh, I I uh, I need to I need to rewatch it for sure. I'm, I'm glad it made so much money when it came out. Uh, studios should take notes. Same. Um, I'm glad, yeah, because it did get the the best picture nomination, right? It was in the running, and a, yes. uh, it got a best picture and best supporting actress, I believe. Yes, yes. Uh, I'm happy that it did all that uh, for a movie led by women of color, uh, covering an important true story about these yeah. these real life women working to put a man on the moon. So there you go. Uh, I love it. I love it. Hint figure. What do you think of it, Joey? I absolutely loved it. This is the kind of movie that I'm instinctively going to love based on okay. subject matter alone and the talent involved. But I loved it more than I thought I would. I cried several times. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. moved me. But it was it was so well done. And it could have been, like you said, you know, typical by the books. And to an extent it was. But that doesn't discount how amazing the story is. No, oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, so Hidden Figures, if if anybody listening has not seen it yet, and they just think it's like your run-of-the-mill, like Oscar Bait, 
Like, stop it. It's not. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, stop. just go see it. It's definitely just much, get over much yourself. That. And like Joey said, it's out on Blu-ray and DVD, so give it a, a rent or a buy. It's very good. Yeah. Um, you know, speaking of good, sometimes there are good movies, sometimes there are bad movies. Um, sometimes there are robots That's who make fun of the bad movies. <laughs> Mystery Science Theater 3000. Okay, for some back. for some reason, Matt thinks each and every episode is a movie. I don't agree. Uh, we had well, they watch a movie, so I'm gonna watch it as a movie. Yes, we had this argument. Well, no, it wasn't really an argument; just a disagreement before the show. I mean, I have no problem with Matt discussing Mystery Science Theater. I love Mystery Science Theater. Okay, you're one of the good people. Yeah, that's why. Um, but we had this discussion. And maybe Joe, you can you can chime in, but you know there's a site called Letterboxd, which I'm sure everybody knows about. And I'm I'm maybe too much of a snob when it comes to logging movies in there. Oh uh, yes, you are. Because <laughs> we had this discussion last year about Beyonce's Lemonade and whether that's a movie or not. And to be frank, I still think I, I'm I'm on the fence about that still. Um, it's a movie. But when we talk, fun fact. Talk Film Society gave that movie an award, uh, so it's a movie. I'm still on the fence, so yeah. Breaking news. It's a movie. Yeah. <laughs> See, Joey thinks it's a movie, but you're not. Is, you're not entirely sure. Still not sure. <laughs> I'm not totally sure. Okay, but when we talk about Something. Mystery Science Theater, and when you see an episode of it, I don't think that's a movie. I don't think I would not log that into Letterboxd. Well, too bad. I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> and I, again, I'm not saying we shouldn't talk about it, but to to think of them as movies in of themselves, I can't do it. But anyway, it's back. Okay, it's back. Four, Thank goodness. Fourteen episodes on Netflix. Thirteen. I think it's fourteen. Somebody. Uh, in, we, we sh- again, we should have an intern looking all this up. But anyway, Matt, you like Mr. Science Theater? Uh, I love it. I grew up on it. It was my intro to, like, movies, basically. How does this new season compare to the original? It took me about ten minutes to get used to the new voices, but then I was fine. Yeah. Like, I said I said this to you uh, on Slack, and I'm like, that's not Tom Servo. That's not Crow. Ten minutes later, okay, I'm fine. It's good. <laughs> you, guys, you guys made me laugh with a really good joke in the first episode where they walk into a room... And there is a filing cabinet with a hat on it, and someone goes, "Now you're Mister Filing Cabinet," and I was done. I was, I was, you know what? This is pretty funny. Um, this is making me laugh. Uh, it, it still kept, it kept, it keeps everything that made the original show great. Uh, it keeps the commercial breaks, which I am beyond happy about, because sometimes you need a break from the crap. And yeah, I just love this thing. And the first movie they covered, Reptilicus, I saw this years ago, and uh, it's not so good. It is basically a marionette puppet of a giant snake with tiny legs, I guess you'd call that a lizard, that destroys Denmark, I guess? I don't know. It's re- it's not so good. It, it's just, it's pretty bad. Uh, by the way, it's 14 episodes. Uh, I yes. yeah, I managed to see all of them except the last one, except uh, episode yeah. 14. Uh, yeah, uh, that's how much I love this TV show and this new season. I uh, like you, man. I grew up. I grew up with Mr. Science Theater. Same. I watched like when they were on the Sci-Fi Channel. I woke up early, like each Saturday, to watch you know whatever episode they played. 
Yeah. And yeah, and uh, since then, since you know, growing up, I my love of film kind of started. It helped, you know, Mister Science Theater. Yeah. It helped, and growing up, it it kind of built my sense of humor. And yeah, I, I'm glad it's back because it, it it feels it feels new, but, but it also feels like it's like the same old show. Which yeah, I mean, I I warmed up to watching the new series uh, that Thursday night. I watched the original episode, the Manos, the Hands of Fate, uh, which I wrote about on the web, on TalkFromSociety.com, and it's a movie that I have seen numerous times with the Mystery Science Theater, but I've also seen a few times without, and. Even without it, it's still not good. <laughs> I I mean, I'm not going to lie and say I don't love this movie because I love Manos, The Hands of Fate, which roughly translated is Hands, The Hands of Fate. <laughs> um, I love Manos, uh, even on its own, without the jokes. It, it's, it's, it's this wonderful oddity of a movie made on a dare by a fertilizer salesman who just wanted to prove someone wrong and for some reason he did it and it works in its own terrible way <laughs> and i wrote about cuz you, you know the, you know the story behind manos right yeah. marcelo yeah it's this fertilizer salesman who's like the uh, some guy goes up to him he's like i bet you couldn't make a movie and he's like well, well fuck you i bet i could <laughs> and he did <laughs> uh and you get uh Plenty of those new bad classics in the new season. Just going through the I list. Mean, yeah, uh, uh, how, how far up have you seen now, Matt? I'm up to episode four, so I've seen Reptilicus, Cry Wilderness, uh, The Time Travelers, and oh, Avalanche. Um, which I'm, I will say, I'm very happy that they went a little soft on Rock Hudson's uh, straight man persona because if, if if anyone knows Rock Hudson uh it is not earned it is uh he is over, overcompensating to the max to play a recently divorced straight man because fun fact he's Rock Hudson uh <laughs> but yeah no it's 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 a goofy movie and it's really fun that they covered this and uh Dan Colon, who writes for Talk Film Society, our resident Schlockmeister general, wrote about the original Avalanche for Schlock Value last month. And uh, as soon as this popped up in the episode listing, I was like, oh, shit. This is pretty fantastic. <laughs> and uh, they also have Star Crash, which is amazing. Uh, also, Yongari, which I... What? Some of these, Matt... We, we had this... Again, we... I, we should have recorded it and like released it because we were just talking about Mr. Science Theater. Like I would like to see some of these by themselves without the robots. For sure, Star Crash. Um, I, I want to tell you. I want to see Star Crash. Watch for, sure. <laughs> for some reason, I don't remember any of that episode. It, it, maybe it's the first episode. Yeah, maybe, it's wretched. <laughs> I have to rewatch it. But no, like uh, Yongari by itself would be good. Uh, Star Crash would be good. Uh, even uh, what was that one? Carnival Magic, which Matt. Oh man, I watched again uh, last night. I can't wait to get to this. This one. Do you know the premise of Carnival Magic? Tell me all about it, please. Oh, it's about these carnies, right? Um, you sold me. <laughs> um, this guy who is like uh, who practices the te- who practices in the teachings of Tibet. Uh, okay. Has like mystical powers. Has uh, sure. can control people's minds. Uh-huh. Um, and he also has a talking monkey. 
So that's uh, what episode number is that this? That is uh, twelve. It. So it's 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 a bit later on. Okay, good. I can't uh, fucking wait. And there's also uh, Wizards of the Lost Kingdom one and two. Yes, please. Uh, oh, what? Yeah, uh, they have a sequel. Like right after the yeah, they have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's yeah. It it, it uh, fun fact. I love trash. <laughs> Some of this trash would be good on its own, is what I'm saying. So I, and, uh, yeah, I, yes, I agree. I, 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 I understand why people don't like Mr. Science Theater, but I just don't agree. I am like, no, I, I can appreciate these movies on one level, but I also like the comedy exactly. and them making fun of the movie. I can enjoy it's fun fact. I can enjoy really funny. Yeah, I can enjoy trash by itself. Like I, I watch trash on a regular basis. I went out. I saw Samurai Cop, uh, in 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 a, oh. in a theater. Okay, I can enjoy it. Yeah, you did. So um, yeah, anyway, anyway, what did you write about for the uh, website? Mid- what episodes? Mitchell and Soul. Oh, Taker. Joe Don Baker. Yeah, I love that. I, it's it's an episode I love on its own. Like the the movie, I love on its own. Like a Joe Don Baker as like a dirty hairy type cop. It makes no sense. He's drunk all the time. It, I I it. From the opening title sequence, not in character, just the. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, I do some research on the episode. I found out that Joe Don Baker was like pissed off at Mr. Science Theater for making fun of that movie, and he wanted to beat oh, them up. <laughs> oh, shut up, Joe Don Baker! <laughs> do your little cameos in James Bond movies. And Be quiet. The other one I wrote about uh, was Soul Taker, which is oh, I, Samurai Cop guy. Yes, yes. Yeah, speaking of Samurai Cop guy, yeah. Uh, Zadar, Robert Zadar, uh, with uh, an Estevez. He's in it too. I forget which yes, Estevez. I wrote about. I wrote about um, Manos, hired, and Mystery Science Theater three thousand the movie, which I think I'm one of the five people who saw that when it was in theaters. Wow! Yeah. Uh, yeah, I and, I, and that, that movie that movie bombed terrifically, um, and I think I was one of the few people to see it. <laughs> But yes, we love Mr. Science Theater. We're glad it's back. Let's talk to Joey, okay? Uh, I hope, Joey, that you have seen... Are still there. <laughs> <laughs> that you've seen some of Mr. Science Theater. What are your thoughts on it? Lay it on us, Joey. I have a, I have a thought. You have one thought. All right, go ahead. Yes, and I am not super familiar with Mystery Science Theater, <laughs> apart from the, the, the crow robot guy. Crow? Um, <laughs> That's him, but I just remember. <laughs> I just remember this show. My brother was really into it, and we would watch the revival, or I guess it was a when it was revived, like for the first time. Okay, sci-fi. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and there was I, I, I don't remember exactly what happened in this episode, but there was like a shark, and I was, I was terrified because I was three, <laughs> um, but my brother insisted that I watch it, and. I was kind of scarred for life because oh, I don't exactly true. remember what happened. It, do you guys remember an episode with a shark? Oh, oh. yeah, faint. There was like there was this huge shark. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> uh, I'm gonna Google Mr. Science Theater shark. I'm not shark. helping much here, but literally, I could. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Hold on. You, you, you guys keep talking. I'm gonna I'm gonna research this. Yeah, it was like it was. Um, I just, I just, I just pulled it up. It's like a the prehistoric shark, the devilfish. Devilfish, devilfish. Yes. yes, yes. Oh my god, it's wonderful. I love devilfish. 
Oh, it's so good. Okay. <laughs> Sorry to bring back. I can't believe, so- all can't these believe someone else has seen Devilfish. <laughs> Matt, I'm telling all you. I, I, I used to, like, in the early 2000s, I would download all these Mystery Science Theater episodes. Like, when. You. Pirate you. Well, well how, what else could I do? Like, I could. I, I didn't have anybody to circulate the tapes with. I had True. to. I had to, oh. I had to circulate the torrents. Uh,. So I I managed to watch a lot of it. I don't think I've seen every episode, but I'm I think I'm close. I have to look back and see what I've missed. But I'm nowhere near close. I wa- I watched so many when I was in high school, like so many. Um, anyway, that's Mr. Science Theater. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about it again because Matt he's convinced that each and every episode is a movie unto itself. But Matt, they delete whatever. I just like to talk about it. It's fine. What I'm saying is they delete 20 minutes out of every episode. You know, there are breaks. I mean... Good, because these movies are garbage. <laughs> I would want you to see the episode, and then could you, and then right no, after... I don't wanna, I don't, and then right I after, see the full the, movie. See the full movie. I do, <laughs> fun fact, I will never watch the entirety of Cry Wilderness. Ever. <laughs> it's a, that's the one with the Sasquatch, right? Oh my god, yes. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> and it has the best reaction ever on that show. I I I would love to see some of these in a theater with a good crowd. Like it, it would be amazing. All right, Matt. I'd rather die in a fire. Oh, okay. Anyway, that's enough of that. So there's no transition from Mr. Science Theater to Jessica Chastain. No, there isn't. Uh, no, Miss <laughs> Tom Servo is red. Speaking of red, no, I, Jessica I, Chastain. I hate that. Uh, Joey, you saw. Jessica Chastain's latest film, Miss Sloan, right? Yes. I also saw her other latest film, The Zookeeper's Wife. Oh, that's right. But yeah. we're, we're talking about Miss Sloan tonight. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I did see Miss Sloan, and uh, I missed this one in theaters, which, like, cursed the Jessica Chastain did. fanboy that I am. <laughs> I have the... Uh, I got the Blu-ray of Miss Sloan, and it's Okay. I don't. I, I didn't love it. Um, obviously, Jessica Chastain is as good as ever. Um, so, if you're unfamiliar, it's Jessica Chastain is this lobbyist in D.C. and she's fighting against gun control. And that's pretty much like the one sentence synopsis of it. <laughs> and it doesn't. It doesn't want to like go much deeper than that. <laughs> but. Overall, it's a decent, like, DC thriller that doesn't make, like, a lick of sense. But Jessica Chastain, like, kills it and runs, like, this, like, scandal-esque fixing firm. So that's cool. Oh, my God. It's a scandal movie I always wanted, isn't it? Yes. Okay. I'm going to yes. love it. <laughs> if if you like Jessica Chastain, you will like Miss Sloan. And I believe you were mentioning my new Twitter bio, which was which is now Jessica Chastain fan account. <laughs> and that only was reinforced by this movie, also The Zookeeper's Wife. <laughs> which I still need to see. But Matt, you haven't seen Miss Sloan, right? No, it's sitting on my shelf waiting to be watched. Didn't you give me the, the digital code for it? I sure did. Yeah, now I've seen it twice, thanks to you. Uh, but no, I, I like, I really like Miss Sloan. I do like. I will say, yeah, Chastain's performance is the best thing about it, and yeah, like the the DC plot. When you really think about it, like this whole lobbyist thing, 
it makes no real sense. It is very, it is very like okay, you know, it, it all fit, you know, too well together by the end. But no, I, yeah. I, I, I kind of dug it. I love the cast. The cast is great. Um, Mark the Strong, great. Mark Strong mm-hmm. with Chastain, a Zero Dark Thirty a reunion. I love that. Nice. Um, but yeah, I, 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 lo- I liked it. I think a lot more than you, Joey. So, I, I, I'd say seek it out, Matt. You have it on your shelf, so you should see it. For Chastain yeah, okay, alone, you're giving, you're, you are giving me so much homework right now. You know, <laughs> watch. Uh, what was it? I wanted you to watch. Oh yeah, watch. Oh, this is gonna be difficult. Fast and Furious or Jessica Chastain? I don't know. Um, yeah, let's stick to our original agreement. Watch all the Fast and Furious movies Ugh. first, and then watch Miss Sloan. Fine. Well, Jessica Chastain would make a good Fast and Furious villain. Uh, Joey, don't even say it because I'm gonna get too excited. Uh, <laughs> it. Uh, now I'm too excited. Uh, let's 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 move on. Okay, yeah, Ch- Chastain is amazing. Uh, in what is this? In, indignation. 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 Yes. You saw this, Joey. This one's a. This is a weird one. Yeah, I finished watching it not two hours ago. I'm not joking. Uh-huh. Uh, we are. I was looking for a movie to watch on HBO uh, with my sister-in-law, and we saw. That Logan Lerman was was in this movie, and she loves him, and so do I. But she loves him more, so we put this one on, and it was interesting. It it's it's based on a Philip Roth novel, which kind of tells you all you need to know. Um, but basically, it's about a Jewish student, and his name is Marcus, and that's Logan Lerman, and he goes to this small college, and he just it's a coming of age movie but it's set in this backdrop of the Korean War and it's all about Marcus growing up in school and falling in love with this girl Olivia who's like out of his class and he has all these confrontations with the dean who is played by Tracy Letts and it's a phenomenal performance and hello the movie just kind of wanders for a bit until it ends and sort of comes full circle and, I don't know, it just left kind of a strange feeling in my mouth. I'm still kind of processing it, because it's been two hours since it ended. But, it's worth seeing, if you guys like Tracy Letts. Hmm, interesting. Because uh, Tracy Letts, remind, uh, r- remind me, what, what, he, didn't he write... He, he was actually he was in Christine. He, he wrote uh, August Osage County, Killer Joe. That's right, yeah, yeah. A lot of plays. He's a big playwright. He was on Homeland. Oh, okay. I don't. I don't recognize. I can't think of his face right now. Uh, He's like got the blonde hair. Oh, I have to look oh. up Tracy Letts. Like, what, what, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he he appears in everything. Okay, but yeah. it's 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 a good movie. It's a it's a good period drama, which is sort of like my genre. Um, it's directed by James Shamus, who like, this was his first directing gig, I believe. But he did a lot of stuff with Ang Lee. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. And that kind of shows. Yeah, interesting, yeah. Uh, Matt, I want you to chew directly into the mic, uh, please. Fuck you. <laughs> I, the call dropped for a few seconds. <laughs> and that, I was gone. <laughs> it's a perfect time for you to, to dig into that hummus. Um, I'm not eating hummus anymore. <laughs> but, Go on, hummus. Uh, in, I can't even say this. Indignation. There you Indignation. go. Indignation. Indignation. Yeah. 
It's 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 like a a form of being indignant. No, oh, I can't. I can't with these words. Indignation. I don't even. I'm not even sure I know what that means. Yeah, but, you saw the movie, or why it's Joey. Called that. <laughs> it, it doesn't. It doesn't give you any explanation why it's called indignation. <laughs> the the book is called indignation as well. Reminds me of atonement. So recent, I believe. Uh, I haven't seen atonement, but I'm sure there's atoning in it, right? It it, it is kind of like that. Atonement is about is a story of a uh, atonement means uh, being a little girl who's a snitch, right? (laughs) (laughs) I haven't seen it. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, so indignation. Uh, Atonement is great. Yeah. Another good period. Speaking of period, so I just looked up the definition of indignation. What does it mean? And it's anger or annoyance provoked by what is perceived as unfair treatment. Ah, okay. And where's there a lot? And I'm of... not exactly sure how that fits in. <laughs> so you have no idea. But, <laughs> you know, I feel like he just picked a long word that sounded smart and went with it. Made up the title. Kind of like Osage. Yeah, August Osage County. Just a bunch of words. But but Tracy Letts didn't write this. He's just stars in it, right? Yeah, he stars in it. Yeah, I like him. <laughs> thanks for th- thanks for catching up on the conversation, Matt. What? That's when my call <laughs> joined back in. <laughs> I I speaking of uh, of calls and tapes and recordings, all the president's men revisited. Oh yeah, not the movie, but the documentary. Oh. The documentary that Robert Redford. Uh, I think he had a he had a big hand in because he oh that makes sense he uh, provides the voiceover and kind of tells the story of the making of all the president's men. Uh, the documentary was made in 2013 uh, to uh, not celebrate but to to yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it was the 40th anniversary of the Watergate scandal. Fun fact: Nixon was a dick. He was. Hey, I tweeted that out after I saw this. I know it was the best. <laughs> I mean this. Where is this uh, available right now? Uh, I didn't know that before. I will say this was made available to me online via my college. So oh, okay, but you I will say best. I will say if you want to get it through illegal means, it's on YouTube. Uh, but okay, but that's, that's just YouTube. It's fine. But hey, uh, it is on Blu-ray. Uh, it came with a I think the most recent All the Presidents Men release. There's a two disc set where. Uh, all the President's Men is on one disc, and All the President's Men Revisited is on the other disc. So Then I own this. Uh, yeah, double-check your disc, Matt, because <laughs> you may have this documentary on there. And I, and I highly recommend it. It's, it really goes into... Yeah, I think I own it. Yeah, it goes into detail about the Watergate scandal from the beginning to the end. Uh, talks about the making of the movie. Uh, Redford gives some fantastic uh, insight to the making and to like the effects. Um, uh, like the the... It, it was weird seeing this because this was made in 2013 and there are a lot of people in this documentary that are still like viable figures like James Carville, John Stewart uh, yeah. who else is in it um, I forget the, the the TV host with the glasses who who said she had the tax returns what's her name Rachel Maddow, Rachel Maddow is in this so the, uh, she's wonderful plenty of talking heads uh, and a lot of them, by the end of the documentary, they're like, "This could happen again." You know, we there's no there's no doubt. No, like they they're saying a scandal like Watergate could happen again. Yeah, it, it was a warning, and this was in 2013, and it's insane how right they were. Even Redford by the end was like, you know, the the story of Watergate and 
how you know Woodward and Bernstein broke the case. It's an important one. It should be retold over and over again because yes, we should be learning from history. We should uh, take journalism uh, as a serious business, not business, but Why you know, anyone learn a serious profession. Though, come on, a serious profession that that can hold people accountable. And yeah, then cut to today, and okay. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, it, it's an interesting, very interesting documentary. Uh, I I was like enthralled by the whole thing, and I it made me want to watch all the presidents men again. So yeah, uh, it's fantastic. Uh, let me ask you this, Joey: Have you seen all the presidents men? I have. Oh, and I didn't know. I didn't. There's there's one that I have. Gay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I didn't know what this revisited thing was. When I saw it on the list, I was like, oh, "Are we talking about this like for a second time?" <laughs> but <laughs> this this documentary sounds interesting, and I love documentaries. Oh yeah, so yeah. I, I have to check this one out. Yeah, last week I kind of had no idea this this existed either, and then it was in a, it was part of an assignment for my for one of my classes, and I was like, "Huh?" I I, I was like, uh, "This can't be a real thing." But then I I started watching it, and like Robert Redford, like yeah, it it uh, interviews. Uh, Dustin Hoffman is in it, uh, and Redford and Hoffman talk like together, like present day or well, 2013. You know, Hoffman and and uh, Redford they talk about the process. Like, uh, there's an interesting tidbit where they say like they learned each other's lines. So like uh, during scenes when like they're you know writing something together, they can like jump off each other. They know exactly what the other one's going to say, and they can kind of like uh, finish each other's uh, sentences. So that's yeah, <laughs> sandwiches. <laughs> so yeah, that's I love those tidbits, and there are plenty of them here in the documentary. So yeah, um, that's really cool. Highly recommend it. Again, if you want to, you know, see it Ill- uh, illegally, it's on YouTube. But if you want to see it legitimately, it's on the Blu-ray, the most recent, I think, 40th anniversary release. So uh, there you go. All the President's Men revisited. Um, speaking of revisiting. And speaking of 40th anniversaries, wasn't it the... Oh, my God. Wasn't the 40th yeah. anniversary of Annie Hall this week, Matt? It was. Um, that movie turned 40 uh, on the day we're recording this episode. And fun fact, it holds up, and it is the blueprint for every romantic comedy that would follow. I mean, Woody Allen took everything that worked previously uh, in, you know, romantic comedies like It Happened One Night and The Apartment, uh, you know, the, the real, like, cornerstones of the genre, but he solidified it uh, with Annie Hall using uh, ingenious filmmaking techniques, a sharp-as-hell script, and some of the best performances of any of these actors' careers. Uh, I mean, Diane Keaton is giving a career-best performance here, and he made Annie Hall, which um, was his little movie, that, you know, it was one of those films that struck a chord with both audiences and critics, and it would go on to win so many awards, uh, maybe controversially. Uh, but yeah, it still holds up to this day. This is uh, just a fantastic uh, rom-com. Oh, yeah. I, I love this one. Yeah, I, I need to rewatch it. Uh, I mean, Joey, what are your thoughts on, let's say, Annie Hall and Woody Allen? I absolutely love Annie Hall. It's a classic. I saw it for the first time a few years ago. I felt I had to do my due diligence regarding Mr. Allen and watch some of the classics. So I got uh, this sort of four-pack from Amazon that had Annie Hall, Manhattan, 
uh, Hannah and her sisters, and uh, one more sleeper. And oh, nice! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I did like a little a little marathon, and that was the first time I'd ever seen any of those. And it, I, I love all of them, especially Annie Hall and Manhattan. I like Manhattan a lot too. Manhattan's great. Manhattan actually has my favorite um, opening sequence to a film ever. I love that the whole, like, sequence. The, the classical music playing. Oh my god. Yep. Yep. <laughs> That's a good one. What would you say your favorite Woody Allen is? Like ever? The Purple Rose of Cairo. Yeah, Matt loves that movie. Oh my god, it's it's if not for Alien, it would be my favorite film of all time. Yeah, uh, like I said, I was building my or not building, I get well, in a way building, listing out my top twenty five of all time. And Manhattan, I decided was my favorite Woody Allen, which didn't make my top twenty-five. It was like my like twenty-eight. It was close, but yeah, I'd say okay. Manhattan is like my favorite Woody Allen. Um, it's yeah, I mean, it, I, it, I I think it works for me because yeah, it's still Woody Allen, but it also looks gorgeous. That, oh that opening God, yeah. is one of the best yeah. openings of all time. I love the cinematography. Uh, and that ending just stuck with me. Still, it still sticks, sticks with me. Like growing up, learning about relationships, I still think back to that final moment in that movie, and I'm like, oh, I get it, I get it. Um, but yeah, uh, Annie Hall, yeah, it's it is like the perfect entry uh, point for like anybody who wants to dive into Woody Allen's filmography. Almost definitely, I think it was my first Woody yeah. Allen. Uh, yeah, I saw it on, on TCM like 15 years ago. Well, more than that. It was it was one of my first. I mean, I've said it on the show before, but my mom is a huge Woody Allen fan. Um, I think when I was a kid, the first one I ever saw was actually Manhattan Murder Mystery. Oh, okay. Which is still so much fun. It, it uh, I showed it to Carlo for the first time a few months ago, and uh, he just fell in love with it. It's it's just this really fun murder mystery. <laughs> it's 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 a blast. I I need to rewatch a lot of Woody Allen. Um, hey, what what happened to your Woody Allen marathon, uh, Matt? Um, well, October happened and Horror Movie Month happened, and I never went back. <laughs> I was like, it was like seven months ago now, Matt. It's a it's been a while. I know. I'll get back to it eventually. Don't worry. Eventually. Um, so that was Annie Hall. Uh, hey, you you have been going through, as previously mentioned, a Lynch marathon. And you saw, yeah. and you saw this. What I consider to be a movie. This is a movie for me. The oh, <laughs> I know it annoys you. Twin Peaks, uh, the pilot, the international cut, which was released. Yes, which was released in theaters overseas. It has a, an, a different ending than the TV version. Uh, they, yeah, which I didn't know. And this was actually the first time a couple years ago when I got the the Twin Peaks box set. I was like, I'm going to watch the international pilot first. And then everyone online was like, don't watch it. It spoils the ending. It doesn't spoil the ending. It gives an entirely new ending. Screw those people for deterring me all these years. Well, it's still, it it kind of uh, spoils, like, episodes, like, three and four, right? Like, they they show clips of that. Yeah, I don't know. Not really. All it does is spoil that, oh, Laura Palmer died. But you find that out in the first five minutes. (laughs) But still, like, yeah, yeah, we get it. Laura Palmer died. That's the whole. That's the whole like point of your story. I'm sorry, Joey, for for having you having you listen to this. Uh, yes, Laura Palmer dies in Twin Peaks. Damn. Yeah. Um, in the first two seconds, yeah. they find her corpse. 
Even though you don't consider the ending of the international cuts a spoiler, Matt, I still don't want you. I will say it's fucking bonkers. It's weird. The ending of this international cut is crazy. Yeah, and it's like it it it, it all it does is kind of like tack on like what was it fifteen extra minutes to yeah. to the pilot. So it's not it's not a huge change. <laughs> yeah, it's not a huge change, but they do add like some like a, a closure to well closure to the Laura Palmer storyline but I will say the one thing I loved about it was they added that little scene of um of Andy playing the trumpet oh yeah okay yeah it's, it's so adorable yeah. <laughs> so that's the international Andy cut. and Lucy playing the trumpet and she's like she's playing like some kind of game I don't, I don't remember exactly does she have like a paddle ball I don't remember. I don't, she's a like while. a small child, but a human being. I don't know. She's weird. <laughs> I love her. Uh, I can't wait for season three. Oh, it's coming. It, uh, 30 days at this point. 30 days. Mm-hmm. And stay tuned to Talk From Society as we wrap up <laughs> our long delay season two uh, write-up of Twin Peaks. You and know. fun fact, next month we will be discussing that on this show. What, the new season? Oh yes. Oh, we have to be careful, though, Matt. We, I mean, uh, I mean, Joey's not caught okay. up. What if we have Joey we'll, back on when 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 we discuss we will the tell new Twin people Peaks? To, I'll be caught up by then. <laughs> also on Fast of the Period. <laughs> we'll tell people to mute their their headphones uh, for seconds while we talk about the new episode. This I'm not going. I'm not going to not talk about new David Lynch. This has to be like an off mic conversation because because uh, I think there's a way to do it, Matt, where. We could and and okay if no 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 I'm not gonna leave it up to the listener it's, it can be you and me and, and, and maybe Joey at this point Joey uh, uh, chime in because this this is the idea I have right now so what we do Matt is we have a regular show you know okay. uh, we can kind of shorten it up because what we can do is like uh, when the show is over quote unquote with the guest we can spend like you know 15 minutes at the end of the show a post show where we talk oh, about like Twin Peaks, Peaks Corner yeah Twin Peaks Corner. That's cute. Yes, yeah, so you see, Joey. You know, Joey's on board, so yeah. So I like that. Yeah, we could do that, Matt. Like, you know, every week we come on at the end of like, <laughs> like that stupid Chris Hardwick thing he does. Um, like <laughs> we do uh, Haycast that's After Dark, uh, where we talk about Twin Peaks. So yeah, so that's an option. We'll call, it, we'll call it Talking Haycast. <laughs> or here's another option, and this could be more work for you, Matt. You have to make sure that every guest, when uh, we talk about Twin Peaks, that they're watching Twin Peaks and they're all caught up. So that's another option. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Yeah, there you go. So <laughs> I think we know what we're going to do. Okay. So that's Twin Peaks, and that's a glimpse into our future. Um, I cannot transition into, into this Nazis, Ben Affleck. Uh, oh, you tried. <laughs> prohibition <laughs> rights. Uh, live by night, uh, Joey. You saw this. I apologize. Yep. Unless you liked it, did you like this movie? Uh, okay. No. <laughs> good. Good. And it, <laughs> <laughs> there was so much going for it. There was so much there. Yeah. 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 It. It. Did have you guys seen it? I. I, I have. I. I saw it in theaters. For God's sakes. And, I. Um. I bought the Blu-ray because um, I, ho- I was told it looks really pretty. Yeah, but yes, I was going to I was going to bring up how beautiful it looks, just production-wise. 
and costume wise which is a thing i normally like don't notice very much but like just look at like the suit he's wearing on the blu-ray cover yeah it's really pretty (laughs) and like everyone else the cast is beautifully dressed up zoe saldana sienna miller they look great yeah i i will agree with you joey and i said this in my review back when it came out but i there are many elements in it that's on their own if they worked on it more could have made for like an interesting movie like if it would have been just ben affleck killing nazis i mean give me that franchise not just the movie the franchise <laughs> but give me that franchise <laughs> But oh, right. the <laughs> like cinematic universe <laughs> of him punching Nazis. I, 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 the cinematography, the look of it is gorgeous. I saw this in like a 4K, you know, theater, and there's that scene like halfway through when they're at the beach, and that that shot, that imagery is like one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen, like in a movie ever, which is surprising coming from this movie, Live by Night. Um, so yeah, it, it looks amazing, but yeah, the movie itself. Somebody somebody said this online. Yeah, somebody much smart, much smarter than me. But it feels like five movies. You know, don't put yourself down. Five movies trying to be their own. You're thing. smart. I'm not. I'm not that smart. But but yeah. Oh hush. But Joey, I, I I'm sure like many of us, you were expecting, hey, another good Ben Affleck movie, and this one mm-hmm. didn't cut it. Because I'm sure you... Didn't s- do it. No. Too many moving parts. Because uh, I'm sure you saw and loved, like, Argo, I love that, The Town. I uh, love Argo. Yeah. Gone Baby Gone. Gone Baby Gone, which... It's the same uh, same, uh, same author. Yeah, yeah. It You know, Live By Night had... So I would have thought that... Yeah, all the elements were right there for a good movie. But it didn't happen. It did. I don't know what happened. It, it didn't do it. And d- did you think that they thought this one was gonna was gonna was gonna blow up more? Yeah, like, for sure. Like Oscar wise. Yeah. And then to move it to January. Well, yeah. Wh- that was a bad sign. What happened was like they had like a big screening, like in October maybe. I don't know. And it it just didn't like the critics like panned it, and they're like, no, this is, yeah. this, this thing is not gonna do anything. And yeah, they moved, they moved it to They'll slip it out in January. Yeah, yeah so <laughs> disappointing. Um, I mean, Affleck did not have the best year last year. Hopefully, he makes uh, up for it. You know, eh, he had a pretty good crossed. year. Well, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's laying in a bucket of cash. Doesn't mind. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, the less said about the other movie, the better. Um, anyway, shut your mouth. <laughs> At this point, Matt. Yeah, that'll just make me mad. Yeah, no, at this point, Matt, you're just laying down. You're hor- you're uh, horizontal at this point, aren't you, Matt? <laughs> you are not incorrect. <laughs> we are almost done with the show. We just have one more. No, sorry, two more movies, and then the game. All right. So, Matt, you have to okay. you have to perk up for at least like 15 more minutes. So, okay. You saw two movies by the same director. Who uh, these two movies have no connection. There's no reason sure. why these are at the end of the show. Uh huh. Um, let's say that. Okay, okay. Let's say this. Earlier this week, um, I picked up the new Blu-ray for M Night Shyamalan's uh, Split, which I was very upset that I had missed it in theaters. Uh, much like I am upset that I missed uh, Get Out in theaters. Mm. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And um, mm. so yeah, Tuesday night I um, got Carlo to take a break in his 24 marathon that he's going through. Oh boy. And and I was like, let's watch uh, Split. It's supposed to be pretty good. Everyone tells me it's great. So we watch it, 
and I love it. He loves it. Um, James McAvoy is like next level in this thing. I love him. I like. Um, I still don't know her name. Oh, uh, the girl, the girl, the girl from Vivich. Oh, I have the DVD in front of me. I mean the Blu-ray. Uh, Anya Taylor Joy. Yes, Anya Taylor Joy. Hey, look at me go. Uh, okay, yeah. So she's awesome in it. She brings like a real like innocence and like fear to her role. Like that's how someone should act when they are in constant fear of what's going to happen to them. Uh, I don't know the psychiatrist's name the actress, but I thought she was terrific. I just really like this thing, and I think that it's nice to have great M. Night Shyamalan movies again. And uh, Joey, have you seen this? No, but I'm dying to. Okay. Then it's I did, it, it came out on Tuesday. On Blu-ray, yeah. And, and yeah, for you know one reason or another... Right after I watched Split, I decided we're going to watch Unbreakable. For the first make time. Make of that, yes, make of that what you will when I watch that right after Split. Uh, but yeah, no, Unbreakable is fucking awesome. This is a movie that, uh, it came out 17 years ago, and somehow I watched it completely spoiler-free. I had no idea what was happening in this. All I knew that it was it was a superhero movie, but not really. And that's what I got. It's basically the first act of a superhero story stretched out to feature length which should not work but this works to terrific heights uh, this is one of ben- Bruce Willis's like best performances and I really like Sam Jackson in this um, I forget the kid's name but he was in Gladiator you know uh, what I'm talking about I have no idea who the, I know who the kid is I don't know his name yeah 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 and it has that it has scenes in it where I was just like so nervous, and he's really good at building tension like that. Uh, yeah, I loved Un- Unbreakable. Like this movie is amazing, and I I'm kind of upset that I didn't see it before now, but I'm also kind of happy that I saw it without being spoiled. Which is great because I when I think of Unbreakable, I don't think of well, Joey, have you seen Unbreakable? No, I haven't. No, I, I'll say. So he's a superhero. Yeah, like I'll say, like there's not. Kinda. What are his powers? He's he's strong. He's unbreakable. He's strong. Yeah. Oh. He's, un- he's unbreakable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, like when when I when I think of unbreakable, I don't think like of many twists. Like there's not too, and it's not a bad thing. There's not too much surprising things in there. There aren't too many surprising things. Well, the twist is in the last two seconds. Like the last like. Minute. Well, I, I guess I guess that's a twist. But when I think of twists, I think of you know Sixth Sense or uh, what other twist? He sees dead people, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a twist. <laughs> I'm sorry, Joey, if you haven't seen this, uh, Sixth Sense. So I'll check it out. <laughs> I've I've seen it. I'm I'm kidding. <laughs> but I can't wait. That's one I've seen. Also, signs. I I uh, I bought Split on Blu-ray, so I can't wait to rewatch it. And I need to. Uh, buy Unbreakable on Blu-ray because uh, I saw that recently. Same. I rewatched that recently. Same. I have it on DVD. Yeah, because I have a DVD of it. Yeah, I I, I need to uh, see it in HD. Uh, but for whatever reason, like it's been it, like last time I checked a few weeks ago, it was like a uh, low quantity on Amazon for whatever reason. Um, yeah, so that is Unbreakable. That's split again. I'm glad Shyam- M Night Shyamalan is back. 
Uh, can't wait for his next one. Um, and we'll, that is about it. For that. It's so good. It is. Uh, again, I don't want to ruin anything. But... I do! <laughs> this is not this is not a spoiler zone, alright? Oh my god! I know. I, hey, if you're still awake, like, after this... After we play this game, Matt, then maybe we can talk yeah. about it. Maybe we can have, like, a spoiler-filled section at the end of the show. Yes, because I have, like, spoiler a time. really... Because I have a really great one-liner about Split, and I can't say it without spoiling. Well, then we'll do the... We'll end the, the show. Well, th- th- this is what we'll do. Again, this should be an off-mic conversation, but this is this is happening. <laughs> um, we should, like, test out this, like, Twin Peaks uh, uh, idea where we say, Hey, you know, we had a great show with Joey. Then we end the show, but then we come back and we talk about, you know, Split for, like, 15... No, maybe 10 minutes. Good. Okay. I, I need I need two minutes. So s- stay tuned after the show, folks, for uh, the after show where Matt spoils Split. So... Before we do that, hey, it's time for a game. Let's play one round, okay? Oh, boy, okay. <laughs> okay, so, Joey, are you ready for Haycast Pyramid? Born ready. <laughs> so, the the game is, uh, I'm going to send Matt five movies, five titles, and he's going to give you clues as to what these movies are, uh, but he cannot... Uh, give you proper nouns. He cannot give you actor names. Uh, he can only he can only you know describe it uh, and quote it and quote he you know describe it quote it but you know can't give the director actor name. So yeah, that's pretty much it. And okay. you have sixty seconds, sixty one minute to get all five. So oh shit, okay. That is uh, those are the rules. Now I'm now if if you guys are ready, Matt, are you ready? Are you sending me this? Uh, Twitter. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm going to send him the five. I'm <laughs> I'm going to start the timer here in a bit. Give me one second. Start. All right, Joe. You ready to play the pyramid? <laughs> I'm very ready. All right. Let's do it. Here we go. And three, two. Wait. Three, three, two, one. Go. Okay, um, this guy travels through time to try to find his lost love, and there's a lot of water. You throw pennies into it. You, throw uh, penny, um, you, throw, uh, you make, a, make a wish, and you throw your penny into the... Fountain? The fountain? Okay, yes. okay good. Okay, uh, this super racist guy made a movie about Mayans. And it's really violent. He hates the There's Jews. A lot of racist guys in Hollywood. <laughs> he hates the Jews, and just made a World oh, War Mel II Gibson. movie. What movie is yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hacksaw Ridge. No. <laughs> oh no! Uh, wait, wait, with the Mayan one? Oh yes. Uh, uh, I don't have shit. I, don't, I have no idea. Okay, this girl who can talk to ghosts, except back in the nineties, um, she was just spinning around outside a car in the rain, saying, uh, "What are you waiting for?" Girl who's not talking ghosts. And that's and it, time. Fuck, man. <laughs> well, I'm not good at this. I'm well under pressure. Oh, one. It was I. It was I know what you did last summer. Yeah. Oh, shit. It was Apocalypto, and I know what you did last summer. Yes. Uh, we need some. Uh-huh. We need some redemption. Um, Joey, how about okay? So we got one. <laughs> you got one in twenty seconds. <laughs> 
how about this, Joey? Do you want me to send you five movies so you can so you can test Matt? Do it. What if I don't know what they are? <laughs> <laughs> then just describe them. Just 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 do your best. Okay. Do your best. Right. Here yeah. we go. Yeah, do it. Okay, here we Let's go. Let's do it. Uh, I'm gonna send it through Skype, and right, Matt I'll minimize the check. You have to close. Yeah, not close Skype, but you minimize it. All right. So look at your Skype, Joey, and I'm mm-hmm. gonna count it yep. down. Uh, don't mind the numbers. Actually, I'm gonna delete the numbers so it doesn't confuse you. Because I have this uh, I have this Word document just filled with uh, names, not names, titles. So they're all numbered. Uh, and then after this, I'm gonna test. I'm gonna test you, Marcelo. Fine. Okay. Here we go, Joey and Matt. Five. Okay. Hit me up. Four. Three. Two. Wait. Where are the movies? Wait. Wait. They're gonna come up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna press enter. They're gonna come up in the, the Skype chat. Oh. Oh. Okay. Three. Two. One. Uh, the the casino one. The gamblers. There's there's not Founders? ten people, but not twelve. Ocean's twelve. Ocean's Eleven. No, no, no. no. In, in between those. Yeah, that one. Um, uh, Marvel. He's a bug. Ant-Man. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Steve... No, shit. Um, when, when, when you're bad and you go to jail, you're, you're one of these. <laughs> you're a fugitive? No, no, no. That's another word, like, for a jail. An inmate? Ooh. <laughs> no, 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 like... Like, like... Uh... Alright, pass. Um super super old movie. Um something about a sled and rosebud. Citizen Bud. Citizen King. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Um alright. Um really, really like a, a word for a mean person. Also like 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 a beef. Like <laughs> like, like snack food. Beef blank. Jerky? <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but, no. Jerky but, boys. No, stop, stop, put, put stop. That into a movie. We're stop done. <laughs> What were these movies? Let me go to the Skype chat. This is crazy. <laughs> yeah, uh, the jerk. We're, we're the jerk. Oh, prisoners. Okay. Yeah, not not the fugitive. The <laughs> fugitive. So was that three? I got three. Yeah. Okay. Oh boy. Well, <laughs> Marvel. He's a bug. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> He's a bug. Not okay. much else that could be. <laughs> All right, Matt, you're gonna quiz me now. Yeah, I'm gonna just look at my shelves and I'll just fucking quiz you. All right, let me set a timer. Okay. It's a uh, it's a minute, right? Yeah, it's a minute for five movies. Yeah. Okay. Jesus Christ. Okay. My God. All right. Restful. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Okay. Three, two, one. It's a horror movie, except uh, this monster comes out of your nose, and he and he's a guy. What? <laughs> out of his nose? He's a, he's a scary man. Uh, scary. A Nightmare on Elm Street. No, he's scary. But you like when you were a little kid, you picked him out of your nose. Boogerman. <laughs> the video Close. game. What do you okay. pass? We're gonna, we're gonna pass. Okay. Uh, this guy turns into an adult, but he's also a little kid. Oh, big. Okay. Um. Let's see. Uh, there's a murder in Los Angeles, and uh, this 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 guy is with a uh, a uh, 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 a woman, and it's kind of like another movie that came out in the '90s, but it's not. And it's by the guy who made a movie about a singer who also is a rock star. 
the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> LA Confidential? What? <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know what? We're going to start over. Okay. Was... Well, uh, I don't know who... You got, you got big. What, what were the other two? Uh, Black Dahlia. <laughs> no, would have never got that. Would never got that. And Boogeyman. <laughs> no, Matt. Bad. Bad. Bad, Matt. Bad, bad. <laughs> All right, let me start over. We're so close. <laughs> <laughs> Said Booger Man, yeah, and no. I was like, oh, Booger Man. The video game, Sega Genesis. All right, it's a good game. Yeah. Right, okay. Continue. All right, I will start you over. Okay. Different ones. Here we go. Okay, this guy went to Mars, but when he came home, he bought a something. What? Pass. Okay. Okay. Uh, there's this guy, and he's dead. But he's not dead, but he falls in love at the same time. Pass. <laughs> he eats brains, but he's in love. Oh, um... No, pass. <laughs> okay. Uh, this guy gets trapped in a video game. Uh, last Starfighter. No. Okay, pass. Uh, next, okay, next one would be... Uh, priests are really inappropriate oh, sometimes. Oh, Spotlight. Okay, there you go. That's one. Uh, a, bu- a bunch of kids get together and they make a movie, and you hate it. Uh, oh, uh, uh, Super Eight. There you go. Okay, and um, there are these giant bugs, and they attack the the uh, southwest of America. Oh, uh, and they have eight, eight liquid freaks. We're done. No, damn it. What were the they? last one was the last one was them. No, I would not. No, nope. the giant. It's sixties. Nope, nope, nope. Yes. What else did Wait, I miss? you hate Super 8? Yeah, no, missed, uh, I, I think it's bad. You missed Warm Bodies. Ah, yeah, I had that on tip of my tongue, and yeah. If, you also missed We Bought a Zoo. No, I would not, not, I would not have gotten that. No way. Well, he went to Mars, but when he came home, he bought a place with a lot of animals that is, in it. That's a bad clue. I was, was going to say Total Recall. Bad clue. Bad clue, Matt. That's a good clue. Bad clue, Matt. Bad clue. Oh, God damn it. Uh, that was a good note to end on. <laughs> Thank and you, cool. thank you, Joey, for coming on. This was fun. I hope you had fun. Yes, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was very fun. Uh, before we let you go, plugs. Where can the people listening find you online? You can follow me on Twitter at JoeyZ95. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> Do that, folks. It's easy enough. It's one simple step. Uh, Matt, what? No URLs. What about you, Matt? As usual, you can find me on Twitter at TheRealMattC. You can also find me on Letterboxd to make sure I'm not lying about what movies I'm watching. And you can find me over at Talk Film Society where uh, we're doing a lot of good stuff for y'all and it's so much fun. Awesome, awesome. As for me, yes, TalkFilmSociety.com. If you're subscribed to this feed on iTunes, thank you. Go back and listen to all the old episodes. Listen to Soderbergh 2828. Listen to Colorado Streets. Uh, listen to all that jazz uh, and yeah talkfromsociety.com again again thank you Joey it was fun thank you yeah this was a blast thanks for coming on it man was. and I was just kidding about you having to watch Fast and Furious and David Lynch to come back <laughs> you can come back whenever you want okay uh, but Thanks. but still, that was fun. But st- I do need to see those eventually. Yeah, eventually, um, especially David Lynch. Yes, for sure. Uh, try try doing that. Try watching one Fast and Furious and then one David Lynch movie, and 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 like do that back. I'll and do forth. back and forth. Yeah. 
Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> uh, Matt, it's time to close out the show with our signature catchphrase. So long, and thanks for all the fish. Thanks for listening, folks. Keep on watching. Oh, yeah, that one. It's a bit... Hey, we're back for a post-credit sequence. <laughs> Matt, yeah. Matt has to. He's he really wants to tell everybody about what he and Carlo had to say about the ending to Split. So, without further ado, Matt, take it away. Okay. Yeah, we're watching Split. It ends. The credits start, and then Bruce Willis shows up, and we both look at her, each other and go, "What the fuck? It's a sequel." <laughs> there you. And go. That's it. That's it. So. <laughs> it's a good thing we did this, Matt, because that is most definitely a spoiler. That is... Yeah, I guess. Without a doubt. But no, hey, no, not you guess. But it hey, is. But hey, it got me to watch Unbreakable. Well, yeah, I'm glad... Okay, because... But, but what the fuck? It's a spoiler? And then when I watched Unbreakable, I noticed, like, links to Split... Yeah, very obvious links. Do you know, those- like that's the that's the train that Kevin's dad died on. You- uh, that's that's Kevin and his abusive mother at the the fucking football stadium. Do you know the uh, the uh, the story behind the making of Split? Kinda. Let me just give you a quick rundown, uh, and then and then we'll, we'll we'll end this. But no, so uh, Shyamalan wanted to make Unbreakable with uh, James McAvoy's character. In split, yeah, you know, he it, he had like balancing issues. He couldn't, yeah, like figure it out. He it, it wasn't working. Like he had like basically the entire story of Split in, you know, the original draft. Someone Unbreakable. I could have seen that working. Yeah, yeah, but you know, and you know, years later, he uh, it's amazing how he kept this secret. Like I had no idea. Although, like yeah. somebody mentioned it on Twitter, I saw this on a Monday when I should have seen it like Thursday night because I was spoiler free. Forever, because like they screened this in September at Fantastic Fest, and everybody kept their mouth shut. But somebody mentioned Unbreakable on Twitter, and split in like the same sentence. I go, oh fuck! So I sat down and watched it, and I just kept thinking of Unbreakable, and I go, oh, this is an this this isn't this is an Unbreakable sequel. Like it, you know, you you saw Split and Unbreakable for the first time. Go see Split again, Matt, and you'll see the connections. Yeah, I had there. no idea. It, it was crazy. It, and I really like how in Split, like, you see James McAvoy bringing flowers to the train station. I'm like, oh, well, he's bringing flowers to his dad's grave. Like, that's kind of sad. Yeah. And also, uh, early on in, in Unbreakable, when we see Samuel Jackson's character, he shows, like, this guy who's, like, shopping for his kid uh, this, this like, um, drawing of, like, a superhero fighting a monster. And if, yes. And if you look at the monster... It fit. It fits the exact. It's the beast. Yeah, it fits the description of what you know James McAvoy's character wants to be. Is is the beast? Yes. Like yeah, little clues like that. Like they blew my mind after I saw Split, and then I went to go rewatch Unbreakable. So I want the third one. Yeah. So yeah, Sh- uh, Shyamalan is making the third one right now. He's making the. Well, he's right now. He's doing something else. Is he? Because he's definitely writing the script for Unbreakable. He's 3. doing. But right now, his next movie coming out is called Labor of Love. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have no idea. But I, I, 
good. Yeah, who knows? It's going to be really freaking weird. Good thing is, like, he is, like, we are going to see Unbreakable 3. And again, like, I... Yes, please. I saw this on a Monday, and then I had to see it again, so I saw it on Tuesday, like, the day after. And I saw it with friends, and by the end of it, you know, they were like, what? And I go, guys, it's an Unbreakable sequel. It's Unbreakable 2. It's Unbreakable 2. And they're like, we haven't seen Unbreakable. And I go, you sons of bitches. It's, but I mean, it's e- like it's even obvious in like the posters. Oh yeah, for Unbreakable and Split because I, you know I'm holding the Blu-ray, the broken glass. Yeah, the, <laughs> you know you could have seen it a mile away. The clues were there. They connect. Yeah, so I'm happy. I this is one of my favorite movies of the year so far um, because I, I, I I've seen it twice already. I'm going to see it again. I have the Blu-ray. It works for me as a movie on its own, but like having it connect to Unbreakable, which I think is my favorite M. Night Shyamalan. From what I've from what I've seen of his, it's my favorite as well. Yeah, it's my favorite. So having that connection, you know, making a M. Night Shyamalan, you know, expanded universe, for lack of a better word, I, I am giddy. I am excited. So. Yeah, I can't wait to see like whatever. What, what what's the movie he's making? Labor of Love. I have no idea what that is. I think that's one of his. It's it's weird. Yeah, but I can't wait for <laughs> the next Unbreakable. And yeah, I, if if anything, it's gonna get it's it it's it got people to watch Unbreakable. Um, like like I said on the show, like I went to go buy Unbreakable on Blu-ray, and like it was like out of stock. So people are seeing Unbreakable. Oh, oh wow, that's crazy. Last I heard was on sh- on not Showtime on HBO. Actually, I should have checked this, but. It may, it may be on HBO. Go see Unbreakable if you haven't seen Unbreakable, right? It's pretty good, folks. If you're into the show and you're listening to the spoiler section and you haven't seen these movies, you know, what are you doing? And also... You're the worst. <laughs> it should have stopped. Uh, but no, you know, rewatch Unbreakable too. I mean, rewatch Unbreakable as well. You know, Split is Unbreakable too. Don't get confused. But yeah, it still holds up Unbreakable. I'm glad you finally saw it. Uh, and yeah... Uh, I hadn't seen it in like over ten years, and rewatching it, you know, recently, I was like, "Oh, this still holds up. It's still quite amazing." So, it's pretty good. There we go. Uh, so, that was a nice. Segment. I'm gonna, and I'm gonna go to sleep. <laughs> and the, see, Matt, this is a nice preview of what our Twin Peaks episodes are gonna be like. Me being really fucking tired. <laughs> Again, we have to plan ahead and make the actual episodes shorter. Okay. Yes. So. Again, you know, this is a preview. Because guess what? You are super I'm gonna, tired. I'm going to send in my shootout article in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> this is behind-the-scenes talk at this point. Uh, yes, Matt. Say goodbye to the folks listening. Goodbye to the folks listening. And I'm going to say goodbye to the folks listening as well. <laughs>